0: This is the Jocko Underground Podcast, number thirty-four. Echo Charles and myself, Jocko Willink, uh, sitting around. I've get a periodic question.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, we, we start talking. People start talking to me about what's my five-year plan? What's my ten-year plan? This like long-term strategic plan. How do you go about that? What does it involve? What is that planning? How does that planning take shape? How do you format it? Like these kind of questions. So I want to talk about it a little bit. The the shocker statement. Which is sort of dramatic, overly dramatic, because it's only partially true and kind of true, which is I don't do that. And so you know sometimes I'll say that for a little shock value or because I want to impress I think I, I, not not for shock value. I say it to people because I want to impress upon them that I don't do it the way a normal person would do it. Mm. Um, part of the reason for that is the I think what one of the lessons that I learned in combat is that overly detailing plans, they're not gonna be possible to follow. (laughs) I mean, and this might be, you know, this is even a one operation that's gonna last three hours. If you make a super detailed plan, and you invest a lot of time and effort in trying to make make a super detailed plan, chances are you're not gonna be able to execute it. Hmm. What's better is to make a flexible plan with some broad goals so that you understand what it is you're trying to get done. and and then go execute with some flexibility. So looking at your life or your business and being like, okay, well I need a five to 10 year strategic plan, I kind of apply the same thing. I'm gonna look for some overall long-term strategic goals of where I wanna be, and then I'm gonna explore different opportunities to get me there to satisfy that mission. Um, I might make loose plans about what I'm going to try and do, but I'm not going to overcommit to any plans too. That's another thing. Sure. You know, there's not some idea that I have that I that I'm committing to, mm. which is weird. It's backwards from what people think, right? Yeah. You got to commit, right? And you do got to commit. Sort of like in jujitsu, you you if I do a sweep because I want to expose your arm but I don't really commit to the sweep. Well, then you don't even defend it. Your arm doesn't stick out, so I can't get your arm. I need to to actually try. That'll expose another opportunity. Mm. If I don't actually try, there's not gonna be opportunities. Mm. So I'm not saying you don't have to commit to things that you're going for, but I don't try and sweep you, and then when you don't get swept, I don't just keep trying and keep trying and keep trying to use all my energy. And by the way, now I'm exposing myself Mm. to a bad situation. So that's sort of like the way I look at you, you know long-term sort of goals in life. And five, 10 years, six years ago, we didn't have a podcast. There wasn't, there wasn't a thing. Mm. Six years ago, I didn't have any books. Hadn't written any books. Didn't have anything to sell. Wasn't selling anything. I had Echelon Front, but it was just Leif and me. Mm-hmm. So we had a consulting company, but it was two people. Now, now, I got, what, I don't know, 10-something books, multiple podcasts. We got Origin. We got Jocko Fuel. We got The Warrior Kid. I got real estate things going on. I got Jocko Publishing. Echelon Front is now a bunch of people. Online Academy, Extreme Ownership Academy. The FTX going on at Echelon Front. The, the Battlefield stuff that we do. The musters, There's all kinds of things going on. And if you would have asked me six years ago, if I would have a clothing factory in North Carolina, I would have said, well, I guess that, that could happen. Or a boot factory, we're gonna make uh, boots in America. Might have said, well, okay, you know that's, I, that seems like, okay. If you would have told me I would have been selling energy drinks throughout the country, I would have said, okay. So there's a, a lot of things are going on that might have been hard to predict,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So what am I doing? I'm looking for opportunities. Looking for opportunities and then apply some resources, some. Mm -hmm. Not over committing, but apply some resources and then run a feedback loop. Mm -hmm. And run a quick feedback loop and what kind of feedback are you getting? Is the product that you made good? Are people listening to the podcast? Are people contacting Echelon Front to have us help them with their leadership? Oh, no one's contacting us? Okay, well, maybe the product that we're making isn't that desired. Oh, a ton of people are contacting. us. Okay, maybe we should hire some other instructors. Oh, we got some more instructors, and they're they're working overtime. Okay, maybe we need some more. Oh, we're we we're gonna make t-shirts. Well, no one buys the t-shirts. Okay, well, maybe people don't want t-shirts that say discipline equals freedom on. Okay. Oh, we made t-shirts that say discipline equals freedom, and a lot of people are buying them. Okay, cool. Let's make some more of those. Let's make a sweatshirt that says those. Should we make fifty thousand sweatshirts that says that? No because we don't know how many people are gonna buy them. Mm-hmm. How about we just make 2,000 right now? Oh, those all sold, okay, well, how about, you see what I'm saying? So you 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 experiment a little bit, mm-hmm. you take some risk, but you don't take too much risk. I didn't say, hey, you know, I think I'm gonna make t-shirts, I'm gonna buy a factory tomorrow,
1: <laughs> <Sure>.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, man. I'm gonna employ 100 people mm-hmm. to, to sell. Like, that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But here, so so now, oh, I'm saying all that, But as I went through all that, there's a a really important part of this. And that is, number one, keep an open mind, right? Because these opportunities are gonna present themselves in your life, Mm -hmm. and you gotta keep an open mind. That also reinforces the idea of not committing, over committing on things. Mm -hmm. But also you have to occasionally, periodically, more than occasionally, periodically, you have to review what you're doing, tactically, like this day, this week, this month to make sure it's getting you where you want to be strategically. Mm. And then you need to assess and adjust, assess and adjust, assess and adjust. So if you and I started this podcast and we were like, okay, you know, hey, that was pretty cool. And then we invited on uh, somebody that was in charge of pet uh, animals, a veterinarian, right? and then we were like, okay, hey, that was cool, and the veterinarian was cool to talk to, so then all of a sudden we're like, hey, let's do the next one in the veterinarian's shop, and we can hopefully get some of these animals that are uh, up for adoption. We can get them adopted, right? And so, like, cool. And then all of a sudden we look up in two years, and we're running an adoption agency for pets. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I got nothing against pets. I I don't want dogs to get put down from the pound. But – if my main effort in life was helping stray dogs get uh, adopted, again, that's a great effort, but it wouldn't be what I would want to concentrate on. So instead of getting two years down the road, in a month, I'd, I'd say, hey, Echo, man, I know we just did two podcasts inside of a, vet, inside of a, inside of a, a dog pound, which is cool. It was fun, <laughs> but I don't know if that's strategically where we want to be. So make those adjustments. Make those adjustments because otherwise you could end up looking up in three, four, five years and you're involved in something that you don't even like.
1: Yeah.
0: You don't even want to be involved in it. Dog's a bad guy I like dogs. It's a bad example. I should have said something else, but that's what came out of my mouth. So we gotta stick with it. We don't have to stick with it. We could adjust. What would be enough? <laughs> what would be what could have what could have pulled us off the path? What could have we got into? Flower shop. Flower shops, yeah. right? We like flowers. We like flowers, but we don't want to be pulling weeds all day yep. and, and trying to talk about, here's the problem with that. I'm not truly interested in flowers. Right. More interested, that's a, that's a great one, actually. Flowers are fine. Gardens are fine. Mm-hmm. It's not my scene. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm not into it. It's for sure not aligned with the original Group of goals that you had. Yeah. But let's say, you know, we did one and I started talking about, well, you know, if you want to be a survive, if you want to be able to survive, you got to be able to grow plants. Right. And then all of a sudden I said, hey, you know, I'd love to come on your talk podcast and talk about, uh, you know, hydroponics. Hell yeah. So we bring on that guest, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, you know, you should do the next one. I'll come and give you a tour of my internal farm.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yep, I see it. Next
0: thing you know, I'm talking about weeds and freaking (laughs) root lengths and soil composition. Yep, stuff that I'm not really into.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, if you're into it, hype, good. I'm glad (laughs) because you can grow food for me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So don't let yourself get too far down a path. That's why you got to run.
1: You got to detach, and you got to assess what you're doing. Yeah, that's because, and also other people in your little group, if you have a group or whatever, mm-hmm. they can kind of pull you too. I mean, I I've found anyway that you got to watch out. And this is advice to me. Like right now, what you're saying, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. As far as oh, I'm, so you concerned. don't really like
0: this podcast that we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sir. That's, uh, that's 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 a one of the good parts. Well, actually,
0: here's something. Do you like? running fulfillment and stocking shelves. Do you like doing that?
1: Well, that was one, uh, no, 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 I don't. So
0: what's good is you did that for a little while. Yes. We did that for a little while, mostly you. Right. You realized, hey, this isn't like a great effort. This isn't a great use of my time. I don't love doing it. Do you like making videos? Yes. And you still make videos? Yes, sir. Is that a good use of your time? I think so, Do you enjoy it? Yes, sir so you you steered yourself away from stocking, shipping, packaging. Yeah. and by the way, we have a friend that does that and is into it. Mm-hmm. and like, cool, <laughs> right on, let's help build your business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Good to go, Ryan, right? Yep. Hey, Ryan, go right on. He's got a business. he's into it. He's making that work. He's got a team. like that's good stuff. wasn't really echo Charles's scene. Right. Perhaps we could say maybe no offense maybe it wasn't even your skill set
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm always down to learn cuz it was you know kind of a thing that requires
0: a timely commitment yes. and
1: execution yeah let's say my skill set at the time yeah. and even maybe at this time <laughs> what you know was not up to the standard that i think it it probably should have took
0: yep and it's not a good fit so this is a good leadership point if i've got echo charles at my company and echoes Good at creating things he's good at coming up with ideas, but he's not the kind that shows up you know early and is like executing that project on time yes. why am I putting him in charge of fulfillment yeah we're, we're not gonna do that we're gonna put him in charge of making videos or something like this something else, yeah. so yeah. there you go good I think this is important stuff to for people to know
1: yeah yeah so and if you um you know how like if you have a group of people or whatever, and then they say, oh, shoot, we need someone to, um, I don't know, do this task. That's not a consistent task that needs to be done. It's just one kind of, you know, one-off task. And then just a quick, it's not a deep evaluation. It's just, it kind of comes up like, oh, okay, oh, Echo could probably do it given the fact that he knows about this, this, and this. Oh, he could probably at least give me some advice, right? So they go to Echo, and then, so now I'm there quote-unquote, giving advice, my best opinion or whatever, and it seems like, dang, that's a good opinion. Then they'll be like kind of in the back of their mind, hey, let's sort of task him with this in general, you know? Mm. Let's come to him for this kind of stuff in general. And, of course, me being the, you know, the team, I'm trying to help, or yeah. what do you call it? I'm a, I'm a go-with guy, right? Mm. Of course, I mean, most of the time anyway. So I'm be like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll do that right now. And then the next week, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then two months later, that's like, I'm on the hook for doing that now. And it's like, dang, I didn't even. Uh, I thought uh, I wanted to <laughs> do took, this other stuff. You, you just mean? took
0: everything that I said and turned it into how to get out of work. And, <laughs> 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 well,. Uh. The thing is, you just said all of a sudden you're on the
1: hook for stuff. Yep, it's true. You don't that, like that, bro. That's how it feels if you get caught mm-hmm. down one of these little rabbit holes or yeah. what a, however you put it, where you look up and you're like, Wait a second, this isn't part of my plan at all. I just kind of got sucked yep. in, and you did get sucked, or you allowed yourself yeah. to get sucked. I'm talking to myself Mission like, creep, mission creep. It's a total mission creep, yeah. scope creep, mission creep, freaking all that stuff. And you look up because you don't want to let nobody down, mm-hmm. you know. I'm just saying other people can suck yeah. you down that hole. It's I not always you a, just, you. I
0: give you a nine out of 10 for, put, like, stopping that from happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that one, there was this one period of time where uh-huh. I actually even came to you and was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking as far as, like, stopping certain things or, or getting, getting less tasks. and less involved in, in certain things. But, um, like I said, to me, you are talking to me because mm-hmm. that's, like, a constant <laughs> thing, I think.
0: Well, good thing to uh, pay attention to. Let's get some Q&A. What do you got?
1: And answers. Echo and Jocko, I start bouncing soon at a bar. This is fired up. When I saw this, I was like, all right. And I wanted to get insight from both of you, especially Echo due to his experience working in the nightlife. I'm 23 years old, which is literally the age I started. Or I started here in San Diego. I was was younger in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I'm 23-year-old, 5'10", and about 2'10". Same dimensions as me, more or less. Mm -hmm. I've been training both Muay Thai and the Jiu Jitsu for about four years. Training anywhere from four to six times a week. I feel relatively confident in physical altercations, though I tend to avoid them at all costs. A friend of mine who also I train with owns a couple restaurants and said he'd love for me to bounce for him because I'm extroverted. Quote, extroverted. Yeah. Quote-unquote, extroverted, good with people, and tend to be pretty good at de-escalating situations. My problem is how much, how much I hate confrontation. While it's good to have the traits I mentioned before, I find that I'm often really bad at being stern or putting my foot down when needed. And this is obviously a necessary skill for a bouncer. Looking for some advice that either of you think might help. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Go ahead there. No no, 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 no. Please. Go ahead there, fucking Dalton. <laughs> 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 uh, bro, I was watching Roadhouse the other day, and bro, that, he's, he's is sensationalized in a bunch of ways, but he was right. His speech, yeah, like yeah, be yeah. nice, yeah, it's not personal, sure. like all this stuff.
0: Yep. <clears throat> we could pretty much just roll the Dalton speech from Roadhouse right now.
1: Yes, sir. Okay. And what's
0: interesting about this is, you know, I what do I think? I think, oh, well, make sure you learn how to detach. Don't take things personally. Train jujitsu. You're already trained in jujitsu. What What's good is it seems like you actually might have the nice personality for the situation. As long as you aren't so avoidant of confrontation that when there's a problem you don't address it. Right. Yeah. As long as you walk over and you say, Hey, 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 man. Hey, you need to you, you need to get away from that guy. Or hey, hey, man, you need. We're, You can't be drinking or whatever as long as you can go and actually insert yourself into these problems you're probably a good fit for the job. Yep. What do you think, Dalton?
1: <laughs> I agree 100% where he kind of mentioned these qualities as almost like, oh, this might be a problem for me, yeah. or these are probably good some quality. of the best strengths that, that you can have in this situation because bouncers, even at like shitty places, places where there's a lot of trouble or whatever, an aggressive put-my-foot-down bouncer is, is not good. It's actually, I mean, it's fine, I guess, because people expect that I think a lot of time, but it's way better to be someone who – the confrontation is is the last thing on the list that's like the last resort kind of thing like if people
0: and some people consider the walking over and saying hey man you got to settle down some people are, this guy might be so hatred of so against confrontation that even that is confrontation is it's possible yeah it's possible yeah
1: but, but i mean if he comes off as extroverted that means yeah, like true. he's personable or whatever yeah. which that's a huge strength so so I remember there was a time where they 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 shifted the um the name of bouncer to host, right? They shifted that to for a different perception, right? Because it's less confrontational, it's more welcoming and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. I see what you guys are doing. Cool. Because when someone comes in the club, a, a person who tends to start trouble or not, they don't want to look at you as like. The bad guy, someone who's against you, they want to look at you as like, oh, they're host kind of a thing. That's, that was the philosophy behind it. So I was like, okay. And that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. When you go to a bar, restaurant, whatever, like you want to be in good with everybody, the people who work there and the people who, who are the guests. So, what they
0: call the girl that was taking you to your seat. The hostess. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jack. So um, – So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then I was like, this guy, where I don't like confrontation. I don't want to go start a fight with somebody, you know? Like I don't, I don't lose my temper from some stranger being drunk and calling me whatever. So. What I would tend to do almost out of necessity is act like I'm their friend and the system is the enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, you're sleeping over there. You know, they'll drink and they'll sleep or whatever. Like, hey, you're sleeping. Like, hey, I want you to be able to come back. But, you know, like it's kind of not allowed. The rules were made and, you know, you got to. And they'd be like, oh, because you can't deny you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't deny a bunch of these things. As long as you come off like you're kind of on their side, it's. You rarely reach, like, a confrontational situation. So those those are strong attributes for sure, 100%. Um, and the only thing is, like, what kind of club and what kind of, like, boss and management do you have? Like, if they're like, hey, get them out, you know, their philosophy is get them out as quick as possible. And then, you know, then you got to kind of maneuver a little bit different. But most of the time, like, you can take some time to get a problem group out. You can take some time, and, and they'd almost... 100% of the time, they want it to be non-confrontational. You yeah. want them to be like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah.
0: Like on the movies, it's cool, I mean, it's fun. The, the the He said the restaurant owner is a friend of his. And the yeah. reason that the friend wants him to bounce is because he's good with people. Yeah. This isn't the guy that's like, I want you to come bounce for me because you're a badass. Oh, hell yeah. You can yeah. smash people. So yeah. I think
1: we're good. Yeah, exactly right. And when you think about all these things logically, it's like, oh, this all makes sense. But when you're in the moment, you're like, bouncer, you better make it happen. This guy's a bad guy now. He's starting fights, he's starting problems you it's up to you now the kind of the superhero mm-hmm. to go take care of that guy and you know I'll, I'll be over here watching kind of a thing it's mm-hmm. like you get that feeling but the reality is not like that where yeah you are kind of the the guy who has to get these people out, out which sucks But you can do it in a way where they actually understand. Like there was a guy, I told you the story before, where this is a huge guy, Mm -hmm. like huge big, and he'd always, he always came in. He never really caused problems, but you look at him, you're like, if he gets mad Mm -hmm. at someone else and gets in a fight, it's going to be a problem to get this guy out. (laughs) Sure enough, one day this guy freaking, he's getting into a fight with somebody. And when you try to just break up a fight, you become one of the enemies too, because You're like in the way of the fight. Right. So there's little techniques when a fight is like about to straight up go down. You rush over there and you don't just start pulling people off. You say, hey, break it up, break it up, break it up. You got to say it loud. Right. So now they know in their head, oh, this guy's here to break up the fight. So it's essentially to keep everyone safe. And no matter how aggressive you are, if you know they're there to keep everyone safe, you're not going to turn on that guy. The only reason you're going to turn on that guy is if you think he's opposing you in one way or another, not letting you do this or actually trying to fight you or whatever. You say, break it up, break it up, break it up. So now if they hear that, you can grab them and they'll try to like wiggle you off, but they'll never swing at you because they know you're trying to break up the fight. So uh, my friend Tony, he uh, he was like. He was holding this guy's arm, and this guy was way bigger than him. And Tony's big, too. And he kept, like, doing this thing, like, real aggressively, like, get off me, get off me, because he wanted to go fight. And Tony kept yelling in his face, saying, hey, stop this, or you won't be able to come back. So I was like, hmm, that was smart right there. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like he was like, stop being an asshole. He wasn't saying any of that. He was like, hey, stop, so you can come back. It's like, I'm on your side. I get it. Fuck that guy. You know, but so you can come back. And, bro, the guy calmed down so quick. So it's kind of like. As long as you can maintain that philosophy, where, just like Dalton said, "Hey, be nice, <laughs> be nice, until it's time to not be nice." and that's usually way down there. It's pretty rare if you can, yeah. you can manage it, you know. Um, some people go in there to, to fight the bouncers or whatever, but that's usually because they had got opposition Something in happened. one way. yeah, exactly, right. So I used to always treat it like, "Hey, I'm going to have to see this guy again." So, what do I want this guy's attitude to be towards me just in general? You know, Mm -hmm. like if I see him at the store afterwards, is he going to want to fight me because I treated him? Mm -hmm. Or is he going to be like, oh, that's the guy that kicked me out? You know, (laughs) oh, that was, you know, and it was always like that. If you be nice, it's it's like, it can, it's night and day too. You don't have to get into these fights and get stabbed with glass and all this this stuff. Usually, usually.
0: I saw a guy get stabbed with a broken bottle like probably six times. Yeah. I was in Thailand and there was a, two people sitting at, there's more than two people but there's a fight between two people at the table so I don't know if they were friends or what Yeah. but the one dude they were European and one dude uh, had a wife beater on a white wife beater and within this happened this happened in five seconds one two three four five max five seconds this whole thing went down the dude like pushed him in the chair like pushed him and he fell back in his chair. The 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 uh, guy that was on offense pushed the other guy. As he pushed him, smashed the bottle on the ground or whatever, actually it was on the table. So he had that freaking jagged bottle and then jabbed him six times in the gut. like a fat guy in through the wife beater. Blood instantly. Uh, yeah. Didn't hit a vein or anything, but just soaked with blood and then just ran away. Yeah.
1: That was like a full plan. Or that was his
0: move. That was it looked like a little bit of both. It was his move and he planned. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. You know what? You just said that to me. I'll yep. uh, watch this. And just stood up, pushed him. The thing that would be hard to plan for is that the guy fell like like fell back. Right. Right. It would be hard to to like if I said, Okay, Echo, I'm gonna sit here, try and not, try and get me to fall back in my chair. You might be able to do it three out of six times right yeah otherwise I'm like adjusting my weight I'm countering or whatever mm-hmm. I'm pushing your hand away yeah so that was the impressive part yeah to get him to actually start falling back yeah and have that gl- have the freaking bottle in this dude's gut
1: yeah
0: on it almost on his way down just
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then ran away yeah that has, yeah you got a plan now one. The, the thing is with shoving someone especially if you know your shoving skills so when I was when I was young that was one of like my go-to like a shove and it was pretty explosive Mm-hmm and usually they'd get caught off guard with dang that was a hard shove so they wouldn't do anything but sometimes you get people who they get shoved back and if they're going to retaliate it's going to be right off the shove Mm -hmm. if they don't fall down so this one guy he was like he was like old. well i was like 23 or whatever but so he was maybe 30 years old right and he was one of these guys you could tell like you could tell he never got slapped in the face for something he said before he's one of those kind guys and he was tall He was taller than me so he came in he came in with these girls he's kind of drunk or whatever like stumbling and then we're like, hey, you know, I'm so very sorry we can't let you in whatever. The girls just go in because, of course, they get let in. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like puts his hand in my face, kind of like like stop talking.
0: This in, this in San Diego? Yes. Okay.
1: And the girls are in, and then he's like, like uh, whatever he said, like I can go in or whatever, just real like cocky or whatever. And then he's like basically signals for the girls to come out to come tell me to let him in because, you mm-hmm. know, girls have been. But. And then he kind of squared up. Like he was like, he's like he's like what if i just go in there he's like what if i just go in there and he's kind of looking down to me because he's taller or whatever so it's like okay i got to use that move i got to shove him because he's getting closer, or whatever and to check him a little bit to let him understand like okay i'm phys- i can physically or whatever what he's dealing with physically so i sho- I shoved him and he actually he wasn't ready for the shove mm-hmm. and, and and
0: plus you were a little bit hype yeah it was hyped. Yeah. okay you got to wind up for it yeah, you got to
1: yeah. be ready you got to give it to him like um it has to be effective. Mm-hmm. It can't be like a faint. It has to be the for real shove, just, yep. like, just how you're like you're like saying. You got to yeah. go. But here's the thing. The, the, the plan wasn't to finish on the shove. The shove is just a catalyst to the real plan, which is when he comes and then you can hit him like square, right? Because he's coming right for you. Because he it, It's kind of a discom- – they're kind of discombobulated, mm-hmm. cause, so they come right for you. But I shoved him, and he – like I shoved him too hard, and he fell down. And he hit the back of his head on the on the concrete, (laughs) and I was like, "So I went, and when I went for it, I seen his eyes like rolling back in his head. The girls are kind of screaming. I was like, I was like, oh, you know how you hear those stories about those guys who die, die, and I'm like, thinking that at the time. But then like they come back, and he gets up all surprised, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and then Terry was there, and some other people were there, so they just sort of grabbed him or whatever, and he just left. But you have to have that plan. Oh, the shove is like just part of the the whole yeah. plan. Yeah, and you have
0: to have. It's good that you had a follow on. That's part of the plan. In other words, sometimes people you shove someone, someone shove someone, and they think that's going to end it. Right. Which is the wrong attitude to have. Yes. Because, like you said, if you shove someone, if you make contact with somebody, you ex- should expect to now be in a complete fight. Yes. And you better. You. This is a. Kind of a good bouncer move because you can't just punch this dude in the face correct you gotta you gotta get him to kind of do something offensive to you escalation so yeah. you push him back hey you're not allowed to go boom gets pushed back why because he's walking at you you had to escalate the situation but you better have a backup plan because as soon as like you said when when somebody shoves you now we're in a fight
1: yeah and to and all and okay so grand scheme of things and i'm partially talking to this guy and asked the question too where that wasn't like I technically shouldn't have really have done that, really. But it, it was okay in the sense, one, because I did make the evaluation that this guy's like, this guy's issue isn't that he's gonna fight me and it's gonna be an issue. This guy's issue is because he's maybe a little bit entitled, maybe he's gonna step over some boundaries that he shouldn't step over, and his whole attitude was- There was an ego situation. There was a total ego situation, but- You kinda did, took it personally. I didn't take it personal. Hold personal. on. Okay, maybe I took it a did little you bit you take personal. it personally, a little bit? <laughs> He's okay.
0: entitled. Yeah, he's overstepped his bounds. Yeah, and he looked at you and said, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" Exactly right. Ah, so and, so and that's he, ego attack, ego attack. He had, ego a, attack, he, ego he attack.
1: had a, oh yeah, fully. And, and now that I'm thinking about <laughs> the way you painted that picture, it's it's totally true. What's going on in my mind? Because he had like super nice clothes on too. This is, this is what separates
0: girls. the bouncer from Dalton. The cooler. Dalton would have been like, "Hey, listen, bud. Yep, now's not the time."
1: It's true. But he did get like in my face to the point where I could like so I makes felt no wanted to go watch Roadhouse right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know if I, if you're willing to waste more time because he would have been there trying right. to argue or whatever with his girls and like all this stuff and and again the idea that and we all see this every once in a while and maybe it might not affect us as, as much as it, it should or whatever. But the guy who how I said. You could tell he's never been slapped or punched mm-hmm. in the face for something he said. Like, that guy is really annoying. Yeah. So in the heat of the moment, that guy, like, the idea to just shove him. Yeah. I was, I mean, of course I was going to punch him and, like, follow through with the plan if he would follow through yeah. with how the plan is supposed to go. Um, but to shove someone like that is very satisfying. So, especially when he's taller than you or whatever. So, <laughs> and in front of his girls and given what he said, bro, trust me, trust me. You don't understand. You know understand. what was
0: satisfying about that? Satisfying to your ego. But continue. Yes.
1: Yes, sir. That's yeah. true. Um, and so, yeah. So, so y- yes, at the end of the day, you sh- I shouldn't have done it necessary. That's not the perfect yeah. way to do it. This might be it the first time you are
0: kind of revealing yourself where people might be like, ah. Oh. Because most of the oh, time yeah. you seem like pretty nice.
1: I feel that way too, yeah. yeah.
0: And right now you don't. Seem like no. you were kind of a dick in this one. Well, yeah, a little bit. No. And this guy
1: was being an asshole too, yes. which I understand. Put it this way: exclude Echo from the from the situation, and you saw the altercation. You'd be, you'd probably be clapping yeah. because of the guy, you know. But yeah, I guess so. I'm kind of the martyr in a way. Okay, the moral martyr. That's what I am. I support you, bro. A different time, I did be the nice guy, and the guy freaking head me like square in the careful. nose. You got to be ready mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. That's yeah. a good
0: th- good point. Hey, last thing for this guy. Man, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, As we used to say in the teams, you don't want to get stabbed. No, And it does happen. Yeah.
1: So be careful. Gotta be careful. All right, next, next question. question. Long-term listener here. Big fan of you guys. Being in a position of high responsibility and authority and risk within the oil and gas sector, I recognize that not only my, the decisions I make, but also the advice and personal perspective I provide influences people around me. It changes the way individuals think. I can add or detract from their own thoughts and biases and I can lead them to do things they may not have previously done based on the advice shared, including working abroad in potentially dangerous environments. Jocko is in a similar position, albeit much more extreme, as this perspective and the advice he has given on military life, without a doubt, is motivating an entire generation to join, fight, and potentially die for their country, where they may not have done so uh, previously. How do we balance the potential unintended repercussions of our influence with taking extreme ownership for the part we play in people's making these choices? So, I, I you're right.
0: Um, I give advice. We give advice. You Actually, give advice. Actually, I think
1: this too a lot. By the way, like it's like maybe that's not their decision, and then they go into like a dangerous situation yeah. just because Jocko made me think that it's yeah. like, you know.
0: So uh, you probably heard me say this. Like there's, you, this needs to be your decision.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, people say, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm in college right now, but I'm thinking about going special operations. I really want to do it. It's like, yeah. the, hey, first of all, the only person that can make this decision is you. And you, yeah. you've you heard me say this. As a matter of fact, I, I said this. I got asked this question. I've been asked this question a million times, but... People say, you know, I really want to go in the SEAL teams and you know, what advice do you have? Well, here's a piece of advice. You're going into the SEAL teams to kill people and you may die and your friends may get killed. If you don't know that and if you don't deal with that, now, of course, what does everybody think? Shit's not going to happen to me. Yeah. That's what everybody thinks.
1: Yeah. And, and and well, you do do a good job. And, you know, it's like what you say and how it lands. Of course, those are, yeah. those are different things. <laughs> what I say and sure. how it gets heard. Exactly. You're right. like,
0: oh, I can die. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm yeah, ready. yeah, yeah. Of course. Of yeah, course. Of course but
1: they hear you say like, it's like being in a gang. It's like and you say all this cool shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. man, all this cool stuff. And you see pictures. And then not to mention all the other guys talking that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You just paint this. Awesome picture of this whole robust career. And then yeah, you forget those bad parts or whatever Mm. that makes sense
0: Well, I try and remind people about those bad parts. I try and tell them that hey you Can die your friends may die Uh, And here but here's what I think it is I Actually believe what I am telling people Mm. and I've lived what I'm telling people I understand what I'm telling people I've buried my own friends and I understand all that and yet I still have a lot of positive things to say about everything that I've done in my life is it a good thing at the end of the day to be part of something that's bigger than you and to put others people above yourself and and live a life of service the answer is yes it is and is there a risk you know that's this is um you know my last deployment every mission that my guys went on whether i was on it or not i approve approved those missions if guys got wounded or guys got killed it's because i said yes we're gonna do this mission the whole mission set was what i wanted to do it was the strategy that i pretty much came up with. And so when guys got wounded, when guys got killed, yeah, that's on me. Now, how do I, how do I reconcile that? How do I live with that? Well, I believed in what we were doing. And I still believed in what, I still believe in what we were doing. And so if you are advising people to do things, and they are things that you are te- you're giving them the best possible advice that you can give them as a person, and, and you do explain the risks, which you absolutely have to explain, then, yeah, then, then I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's hard to reconcile these things. It, it should ease the pain a little bit. If you're telling people like, oh, you should go do this, but you don't really believe it, or you wouldn't do it yourself, then, yeah, maybe you'll feel guilty or whatever. But if you know and you explain the risks and you take the time to explain the risks. You know, what's interesting is I don't I don't quite do this. I would say I'm a 97%. I used to be 100%. 100% I would never tell anyone to go in the SEAL teams. Mm-hmm. Why? Because 80% of them weren't going to make it. 80%. So, how, who, and you don't know who. Yeah. Dude's a total stud, they, they quit. Dude's a freaking college athlete, they quit. Person's, you know, been training to be a SEAL for seven years since they were 13 years old, they quit. So, so, the, so to think, well, I think this guy's going to make it is not true. You don't know. Yeah. So, I would almost never say, yep, you should do it. I probably lean stronger into now if someone says, dude, I really want to be a SEAL. I'm oh, like, okay, cool. Go get some. Don't quit. That's the advice I give all the time. Don't quit. Mm. But I know that they're going to get tested to a point where they're either going to make it or they're not. But but I think understanding what those risks are and explaining what the risks are. You know, if this guy's gas oil. So I'm guessing people, there's gas oil opportunities to go work overseas. And he's like, bro, you can make freaking twice, three times the money that you're making here.
1: Mm.
0: You should go do it. And if you don't add on to that, hey, by the way, here's the risks. The safety isn't as high up there. There's security issues over there. There's these problems over there. You need to think through those things as well. And money can't buy you your life back if you get in a freaking killed by some terrorist that took over your oil platform or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think if you tell the truth and you give a honest, even Assessment of what people are getting into. I think it's fair yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's Honest. where I'm at yeah. Makes
1: Sense. <sighs> Next question Hey, there Jocko and echo so on episode 98 first time having Jordan Peterson on uh, Jocko made the comment that when you get asked, what's the biggest problem in the world today? You responded by saying the biggest problem is that we don't have big problems. Seeing that the podcast aired in 2017, do you think your answer still stands? In a time where we just went through a pandemic in some states, a full year of lockdown, yet we as a country are arguably more divided now than in 2017.
0: Well, we're, we're definitely more divided than we were in 2017. Uh, however, we don't have big problems, and we still don't have big problems, I'm sorry to say. If you ate today, if you ate this week, you don't really have big problems if you had a meal sometime in the last 48 hours you're not doing too bad if you're if you have internet and a phone we got all kinds of things that could be going wrong if you've had fresh water if you've had potable water in the last 24 (laughs) hours right you see what i'm saying So even though we went through this pandemic, which by the way, the pandemic for some people, some people was very hard. Some people lost uh, relatives. Some people lost income or business. Some people made more money. Some people got closer with their family because they didn't have to go anywhere. Some people sat at home and watched Netflix and got Instacart.
1: Yep.
0: And by the way, they got a check from the government that was bigger than what they were making when they were working at McDonald's yeah. so yeah was the was the pandemic and full lockdown what does that mean <laughs> like that meant a, bu- a bunch of different things even in, we were in California and in San Diego, California I mean the quote lockdown was depending on who you were and what your situation was some people it was they liked it. Mm. Some people were like they dealt with it in a very positive way. Some people had a hard time with it. Like obviously, I got friends in the restaurant business; they got crushed. But but here's the interesting thing about San Diego. In California, they said you could have outdoor dining. Not in LA County. That's why I was going to talk about the difference between LA and San Diego. Mm. But in San Diego, almost what what percentage of ref- restaurants have an outdoor patio?
1: Well, depends on where you go, but yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I anywhere, any of
0: the beach towns.
1: Yep, downtown. Downtown. Well. downtown yeah.
0: Most places have some sort of an outdoor dining opportunity. Yeah, true. And then they allowed people to start putting stuff out on sidewalks so you could put some tables out on the sidewalk. Okay. So San Diego kind of rolled decently. Again, are there people that got crushed? Yes, absolutely. Hey, man, I got a gym. We, our, my gym got shut down for a year. The instructors at the gym got crushed. Like that was sucked. Our our you know we lost a shit ton of money at the gym. Mm. So yeah, that sucked. But if you were a restaurant owner, that there was four restaurants on your street, and two of them shut down, and two of them had a good patio and they opened back up, all of a sudden they were making better more money, or they started doing the deliveries, right? So all okay, So look, look, I'm saying the the lockdown and the horror of the lockdown wasn't horrible for everybody. Yeah. It was horrible for some. Look, it caused, I, you hear people talking about the mental health issues. I believe that. Yeah. I think a lot of people got messed up mentally. So yes, could have been bad for a lot of people. It was not too bad for other people. Um, but so do, we, do I still say that we don't have any big problems? Yes. We don't have any problems that unify your brain towards survival. So what does that allow us to do? It allows us to go at each other, it allows us to create problems. This decisive divisiveness that we have right now, well, there's a bunch of things going on that's causing it. One of them is that our egos are huge. So so I think I'm right. And echo anything that you say that's different from what I think. I think you're you're obviously wrong, oh, and I don't agree. And not only that, if you if you disagree with me on one thing, you're an idiot, and I disagree with you on everything. Right. And by the way, that makes you dig in, and now you think I'm an asshole. And we're not going to talk to each other, even if we got freaking, even if we're brothers or relatives or whatever. Yeah. So that's what we're going. Here's another thing. Everything is sensationalized. Every there's a superlative if, is used in every headline that you read worst economy ever right there's there's a superlative statement in every headline yeah. that you read which is not the way you should go through life that's why nothing sends nothing moves my freaking drama meter more than point 2 right i see some crazy catastrophic headline and i'm like okay mm. um Everything's a collapse. Everything's the end of the world. They get they report the end of the world twice a day. On the one side, on the left, they're reporting the end of the world because it's one thing, and on the right, they're reporting the end of the world because of something else. Right. But, but they're yeah, both reporting yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. So people freak out about every little thing that's happening. No one listens to each other because I'm not. If Echo, I don't. If Echo's not, you know, if Echo's not wearing a mask, then he's a murderer, and I'm not going to listen to anything that he says. Or if Echo's wearing a mask, then he's a, a sucker and I'm not gonna listen to anything that he says, I actually hate him. What we have to do, and by the way, we also have agents, nation states, that are actually driving this sort of divisiveness through the internet. So not only are the internet companies, because the internet companies, all the social media companies, They just want you to stay on there and keep clicking stuff and keep, whether it's good, bad. They know that you'll read more of what you like. So they keep feeding you information that you like. And then when something pops up that you hate, you get a bunch of engagement. So they throw some stuff that you hate, which makes you even more freaking freaked out about stuff. I know people that weren't freaked at all, you know, that cruised through the last year. Whatever. (laughs) Yes, sir. If you watched the news, look, if you were in San Diego and you didn't watch the news last year, you would occasionally be like, oh, I wonder why this restaurant shut down. Oh, okay, well, I'll go next door. They got a patio, I'll eat there. Yeah. There was two weeks where they shut down the beaches. That, that was the only time for me where I was like, this is jacked up. As soon as they opened the beaches back, I was like, pretty much, we're back to normal. Go for a run.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. so what we need to do in America is we need to start listening to each other, putting our own egos in check, finding, instead of figuring out why Echo and I hate each other, instead of looking for those things, we Mm -hmm. need to look for, oh, Echo, I I see you also like jujitsu. That's cool, me too. Mm -hmm. Start looking for common ground.
1: Yeah, the pro- the problems became. And you kind of alluded to this, where the po- the problems aren't physical anymore; they're all mental, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because you have all these factors driving everyone's mental states, state of states of mind in different directions, and then it creates this weird, chaotic mm-hmm. internal state. <laughs> Internet, social media, news, and they have their own particular interests. It doesn't necessarily oppose a a person's interest on purpose, but. It's just the nature of their business or whatever so now all you know the, the normal natural kind of what do you call reward system mm-hmm. where it's like hey there's a problem i saw so- i work hard to solve this problem i get it solved i'm balanced that balances me out you know now it's like these unsolvable problems because they're not as big as your brain interprets them you can't do anything meanwhile all the real problems in your <laughs> life are already solved already solved so now your brain's like, oh my gosh, problems everywhere, problems everywhere. So you're on this weird high alert kind of situate scenario. But in real life, there there are no real problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, uh, when I say no problems, that's not that's not what I mean. But as far as like what your brain is picking up on, like you ever go on? You don't really go on Facebook that much, but like if you go on Facebook mm-hmm. and you read. If you've provided the algorithm for the (laughs) fertile grounds of trigger, uh, trigger sessions, right? You can see all these articles saying this and this and death toll rising, this, that, this business going to economy, this, all the, like all this Mm. terrible stuff, world ending. One of the two times it's reporting on that. (laughs) You, you're like, dang, this is bad. And then you literally go outside, go down into town or whatever, and you just see the world like continuing, going on as normal. And you're like, oh wait, this guy's like not really falling out here, you know? So it's like it's like night and day. It's like it's like one bizarre world, and then one real world and then when you're locked in you know in the house you can't go in the real world because yeah. you're kind of locked in you know so now you just got the bizarro world mm-hmm. meanwhile all yeah. your real po- fundamental problems are solved it's like bro your brain's gonna be all wonky yeah
0: and by the way your bizarre world is an echo chamber which just gets worse and worse and worse by the minute yes sir it's because like a that war zone. is just running
1: Oh yeah, so you're in your fob, right? Yeah. And like the war zone is like in there and then you're you're going outside the wire in the comment section, you know, <laughs> and doing this and then they're doing the same thing and man, yeah, you forget it's almost like your brain forgets that bro, that's your brother that you literally grew up with. <laughs> oh, that's your friend that you were before this thing you guys met every yeah. week for barbecue, you know? Yeah. Like you guys like each other on so many different things than yeah. this one issue now we caused you guys other. to be yeah, enemies. Cause that's, that's the reality mind. online, you know, not in the real world. Th-
0: this is why you have to stay balanced as a person. This is why when I'd hear a report, like one of my guys would call me, yeah, we're gonna try that. <laughs> or, I need this right now. And I'd be like, like, okay, got it. Yeah. Because you, you learn not to freak out. Yeah. And we should all learn not to freak out. We should all learn that the, the idea from the military, which is the first report is always wrong. It's no disrespect to you, the person that's giving you the first report. But when the first report comes in, they're emotional. They only have one perspective. They're trying to get you to understand the situation they're in by any means that they know how, which by the way, that means they should yell at you. Mm-hmm. They should exaggerate what's happening. They're not doing it to be a jerk, but they're, they're just freaked out. So don't just say, okay, got it. Thanks, Echo. Let me Let me see what you need. Tell me exactly what you need. Just calm. I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm not going to tell you to calm down because that's counterproductive. But I'm going to say, all right, Echo, got it. You got a situation going on. Tell me exactly what you need. I'm going to get it to you. Yeah. I don't go,
1: oh my God.
0: Deal. So be careful of that, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you obviously advocate for this big time where freaking out is never a solution <laughs> for anything. Freaking out doesn't help anything, man. So. And so if, let's say, you know, even me saying that when you say it, it's kind of like, yeah, that's not news. That's nothing new. That's no big revelation. Freaking out isn't a solution to anything. Then why do we all freak out then? Because that's the go-to, let's face it, to freak out. And there's different levels of freaking out, obviously. But instead of actually solving the problem as much as you can, you know, know, certain things are in your control, certain things Mm -hmm. are not. What's in your control? You can solve a lot of problems. Freaking out is never going to be part of that equation. Yeah,
0: let me ask you this in this question. Do you think that? The asker of this question sort of anticipated like was this sort of a, a setup question like Like he was anticipating I'd be like bro. This is a totally different time man. We definitely yeah. got problems now it's possible. And now as I was thinking through that I was like thinking about I know all different I'm, I'm a I've got deep friends and connections and relationships in like a bunch of different a bunch of different places in the country, a bunch of different socioeconomic positions. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, am I just in a bubble myself? I'm trying to think through that. Yeah, yeah. And as I think through all the different people that I know in all these different industries, and I'm thinking, was this this level 12 freakout? No one that I knew was at a level twelve freakout. I know people who whose entire businesses went under. And you know what? The people that I know were like, "Yeah, hey, this, this is the business we lost. Here's what we're doing. Here's the move that we're making." Mm-hmm. I know people that lost their jobs almost immediately.
1: Yeah.
0: Almost immediately lost their jobs. What it was? A, you know, the the PPE came in for four months or whatever, but then they lost their jobs, or they lost their jobs immediately. And those people. We're like, hey, they were they were getting through it. Mm. So even if I, even if I tried to lean towards like you know that no, this is different now, mm. I can't get there.
1: Yeah. I
0: can't get there, and I, I work with understand. companies all over the place,
1: yeah.
0: and those companies, they made adjustments, they maneuvered, they they executed contingency plans, so the 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 people that i think when i mentioned like hey i think this is really bad from a mental health pers- um perspective yeah. i think that there is a a group of people that had some significant mental health challenges from covid and i think that's the that's the people that you know if this individual which i don't think it doesn't sound like this, but if this person's asking this that has been sitting in their alone in apartment in new york city for 14 months and lost his job and like, hey, you know, you said, well, there's no real problems. What about now? Yeah. If that was the situation he's in, you know, he might be feeling different or she might be feeling different. Like, hey, Jocko, you said there was no big problems. I haven't talked to another human being in 14 months. By the way, I've heard, I got friends in New York City and they're like, no, people are out. People are, the clubs are wild, like the whole nine yards.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but there was a time in New York City where it was freaking depressing. Yeah. And got people were stuck in their houses. So, do I think it's catastrophic? No, and I would say this, if you are feeling like it's catastrophic or like we have all these problems now, you should do what Echo Charles just said, which is go outside and go to a shopping center and buy some food and have some people over your house and start to live your life. Yes, Because there are, that's where I was most of the time. Right? And look, I had some friends that, that I didn't see. I had some friends who like, hey, "Hey, we're not having it a meal. It's COVID." Yeah, and we're like, "Okay, cool. We're going over to this other friend's house." Right.
1: Yeah, and you and you you have this odd kind of simplicity type approach to things, which in this case is like men demonstrates like such an effective way to deal with things. Where um, where uh, I think the problems. Now or have just shifted to psychological. They're mm-hmm. not like you know like even you could get you could lose your job you could lose all this stuff. It's going to be pretty rare that you're going to lose all this stuff and then you can't eat anymore or you can't you know all the physical problems mm-hmm. that you know maybe were, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, evolved to to be concerned about or whatever. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kinda of psychological for sure. And then with psych, psychological problems you get this, this we these this weird behavior for sure. And this yeah. the way things affect you or whatever. Um, but if you go Jocko approach, just simple, kind of like, okay, we have all this weird stimulus messing with our minds or whatever, but all you have to do is calm down for a little bit and be like, okay, what's my problem right now? <laughs> like, do we have bigger problems? Okay, let's just figure it out. What's my problem right now in my immediate like vicinity? Not make it worse, not react, not express myself about the problem. Like, how can I solve the problem? That's it. Just identify right. and then solve. If you do that, you. Pr- I think, I mean, A, everybody's different. And all these laws that are coming into place or trying to, you know, it's all in a scramble to come in place or whatever. These laws have to apply to everybody. So no matter how you feel, something's going to bother you. Something's going to be a problem to you, you know. Even the fact that, like... You know they're they're mandating certain things or, or restricting certain things or whatever if that doesn't apply to you and then now you have to do it it's gonna of course that's gonna be a problem right so the, the problem there's gonna be problems floating around for yeah. sure but if you evaluate it and be like okay what is my problem and where can I start solving them I think you'll find that oh wait I don't have that <laughs> <laughs> problems sure. right now
0: yeah um. I found myself a lot of times as people were reacting to all this in radically different ways and I hang around with a pretty diverse group of people um especially when it comes to like my wife and then she's got her whole friend group, right? So she's friends with all kinds of like different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And then that means I'm friends with a bunch of different kinds of people. As those people reacted in radically different ways to this whole thing, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, "Cool. What?" Yeah. You know, I had friends that were, hey, you can't, we're, we're not, we're not, hey, you guys want to come over? No, we're not. We're quarantined. Yeah. Oh, did you want to get COVID? No, but we're quarantined. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's just like, cool. That was my attitude. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get all wrapped up around what someone, how someone else is handling the situation.
1: Yeah, fully. And I personally would, would basically be in that same boat maybe even one step further where it's like because i was what early on i was one of the people quarantined like i was like shoot COVID, this thing is new coronavirus killing mm-hmm. people all this stuff for, I'll quarantine yeah I'll stay home and man Until i was, I was kinda, like hey
0: we're recording a podcast today <laughs> <laughs> like i'll see you in an <laughs> well, hour
1: well it was you so some <laughs> technically quarantine. you know they had like a bubble yeah they had like terms right where yeah. it's like only the certain people you be around anyway I, I was there but then as certain things and then you know, more information gets revealed and mm-hmm. then you slowly shift your perspective and do-
0: Hopefully you slowly shift your perspective or you just maintain what you originally heard and you don't change your mind.
1: And here's the thing even with that, <laughs> I'll even go go one step further and be like, hey, if you don't shift your perspective and you're you're doing what you have to do to keep your, yourself and your family safe, regardless of how on edge or not on edge you are, I say, do that, that you're doing the right thing. Actually, if you think there's a problem and you're doing taking steps, to solve the problem, yeah. you're doing the right thing just because they don't feel the same way about it as I do. I can't like shit on them for that. Yeah. It's like, bro, they have their own interests, their own perspective, their own health, their yeah. own like everything. And so do it. Yes, do it. But the problem comes when they see external problems that may or may not even be there because of something they saw in the news or wherever. And then they start reacting and in and, <laughs> and treating people poorly. And yeah. now that creates problems.
0: Don't let that happen. Try not to let that happen. Try not to. Try All not right, to. let's get to, let's get to this last question, please.
1: In podcast two eighty four with Bill Posey, he made a statement saying he wasn't a good leader, but he was a good follower. Could you go into depth on being a good follower? Sometimes I feel like I'm a better be, I'm better at following versus leading. On the other hand, I feel as if you're a good follower, you're lead, you are leading because you're doing what needs to be done. In my organization, I feel an inform I, I am an informal leader. I'm not in a leadership position, so I'm following more than leading. But my, own, but my opinion is taken into consideration for, from my supervisor when he asks for it. Does a good follower have the abilities to become a good leader?
0: Cool. Well, yes, absolutely. Good followers can become good leaders, and factually. And Bill Posey, what's awesome about Bill Posey, is when Bill Bill Posey said that, he was displaying the most important quality of a good leader and that is that he's humble. So he's sitting there saying like, oh, I'm a much better follower than a leader. Here's the deal, throughout his career and certainly throughout the part of the career of his that I was direct witness to in the SEAL teams, he went over to Iraq, he commandeered a base, he built buildings, built a tactical operations center, procured vehicles and weapons, organized communications, set up security, did all this stuff. Did he do all that stuff by himself, single-handedly? No, he didn't. He was a leader. He got people to do things. So he's just a super humble guy. Now, was he supporting whoever he was working for? Absolutely. Absolutely. He was supporting. He had a boss, whoever the task unit commander was. And, and that task unit commander you know, probably said, hey, we need to get a base of operations. He was cool. I got it and starts making, does that mean he was out there personally building stuff? I mean, he did some of that, but more important, he got a team together to make things happen. So he's just a super humble guy and a great leader, and one of the reasons that he's a great leader is because he's humble. One of the reasons he's a great leader is he doesn't run around saying like, I'm a leader. Instead he goes, yeah, you know what, I'm actually a follower, and that puts everyone's egos at, at, at rest, Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, the old warrant officer. He's here to. He's, you know, he's just going to follow what I say. But right now, he needs us to go and get this stuff done. So I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. right? He's just an awesome guy. Uh, so yes, um, in this question, you say you're making things happen for the organization, which is awesome. That's leadership. That's leading by example. When you when you're a part of a team and you make things happen, you're you're leading. You're leading by example, and other people see that." and they get on board with what you're doing and they support what you're doing, or maybe they are jealous of you, but they so they start doing it too, but that's still moving the organization in the right di- direction. You also say your supervisor listens to you. That's leading up the chain of command. That's outstanding. And then your last question here, does a good follower have the abilities to become a good leader? The answer is absolutely yes. In, in fact, being a good follower is a prerequisite for being a good leader. Now, it's not it's not um, the only prerequisite. If you're a good follower, it doesn't mean, oh, you're gonna be a good leader. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a good follower, you're not gonna be a good leader. It's a prerequisite for the course. Yeah. You gotta have that going in. Now, do you need to be articulate? Do you under- need to be able to simplify things? Do you need to be able to cover move? Do you need to be able to earn trust up and down the chain? Like, there's other things you gotta be able to do.
1: Mm.
0: But being a good follower is a great start. It's sort of like being a wrestler, getting into jujitsu. It's a really good base to have. The build it's not doesn't mean it's gonna be easy, doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect, but the building blocks for being a good leader are definitely there. So keep working, keep um stepping up, keep covering down. Step up and cover down. I've never said that before. That's a good one. Step and you will down. move into a leadership position. Somebody asked the other day. You know what can I do to move up into a a leadership position? And you start to take leadership. You start to take things off the boss's plate. You look up and out instead of down and in.
1: Mm.
0: Instead of just saying, I'm gonna be great at my job. Yep, you should already be great at your job. That should be covered. But now I start saying, hey, Echo, you need some help with that thing over there? Mm. Hey, boss, you want me to adjust this over here? Hey, boss, I can pull that off your plate. Mm. And eventually, you'll move yourself into a leadership position. So
1: don't step on toes, Mm. but start stepping up. So you know how you say the, the best quality of a leader is humility. Yes. Would you say a, a follower as well humility? Well, yeah. Okay. Definitely. So it, and and I think that too. Do you think and okay, I'm going to tell you my thought and then tell me if if this is correct, mm-hmm. accurate, or even significant even. So I always thought that like you've heard the expression, I've never regretted having a good attitude. I haven't
0: heard it, but it makes sense. I've heard some approximation of it, I'm sure. Because I just made it up. Oh, okay.
1: but, um that but Actually, I, I forget who I said it to, but I was like, oh, that was, a good, that was good that I said that to that person. It's very and humble it, of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just the most humble person ever. Anyway, having a good attitude. Because, like, you know how, like, if you go, um, the po- you know, polar examples where it's like, okay, someone who always has a bad attitude. Like a bad attitude, like this sucks, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing works, everything sucks, whatever. And this person is kind of like, yeah, you know, but we we can do it, we can do it, we can do it, right? Like a positive attitude. Um, Do do you think that that's like one of the top qualities for a follower? Not necessarily a leader. Is is having a good positive attitude? Yeah. Having a good attitude in general. You know, certain (laughs) people's personalities are like that.
0: Yes. Having a good attitude is very beneficial in all aspects of life, including being a leader and a follower.
1: Yeah. But don't you think it's like... Oh, I always thought that it's like night and day. If someone has a good attitude versus a bad attitude. Yes.
0: Someone with a bad attitude versus someone with a good attitude. This is like someone with a bad attitude versus someone with a good attitude. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's not just night and day. Yeah. It's like this person has a good attitude. Yeah. Life is good. This person has a bad attitude. Life is bad.
1: Right. Then why doesn't... And maybe this is just me thinking out loud with you on your time. Um, Where because the attitude you choose to export in any situation it, it is up to you cuz you can have a good attitude as far as behavior goes even though you're negative on the inside mm-hmm. then why do you know why do people why isn't it that simple then for for a lot of people cuz if you have a good attitude not only does it change it for everyone around you it changes it for yourself for sure like any experience 100% so Oh, yeah. Okay. That was my question. Okay. Well. So yes, then
0: your question was answered on the third podcast that we ever recorded together. Okay. I don't. Know. You made a video uh-huh. of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. Where I said, "Hey, when there's problems, I say good." Okay. That is All literally right. what we're talking about. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm saying what is. And of course, that's a good. That's good advice. Of yep. course, I'm. I was just wondering how high on the little hierarchy of qualities it's so high
0: that that video has been viewed millions and millions of times because people go, Oh yeah, that's important. Yeah. It's important that I have a good
1: yeah, attitude. And, and look, I accept your answer now, but yeah. that in and of itself is not the answer because drunk girl fails is probably has a bunch of views too on YouTube, see what I'm saying. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's not how you discern the answer necessarily. Well
0: I think then if if you look at our the content that we put out, that particular thing struck a vein where people say, oh yeah. Having a good attitude is very important. That's why we talked about it so early on the podcast. And that is one of the reasons for me being able to move forward in a positive way because I literally have that attitude. Sometimes I feel like you have a fucking bad attitude.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, you know, all right.
0: Check. All right. Well, all right. We've been here for over an hour. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for supporting the cause. Get some supplements if you need them. JockoFuel.com. Get some American-made gear at OriginUSA.com. You can represent on the path, as Echo likes to say, at Got a bunch of books you can check out. Echelonfront.com if you need some leadership help on the interwebs. Echo is at Echo Charles. I'm at Jocko Willink. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening, if you listen to this whole thing. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the underground. If things go sideways, we'll be right here, standing
1: by to go get some. Until next time, this is Echo and Jocko.